Today's episode of Times Ours is brought to you by Central Bank. Strong roots, endless possibilities isn't just a statement, it is Central Bank's past and future. It's their successes and their challenges. It is more than 110 years of service that spans across 140 plus locations. Strong roots, endless possibilities means they are here for you. Learn more at centralbank.net, member FDIC. It's finally actually draft week, and we might know less than we actually thought. Welcome to Times Ours. We'll make you at least as smart as we are, which might not earn you that many points as we head into an unbelievably hectic draft week. Guys, it's always... It's always smokescreen season right now. It's always, oh, you know, we think this, and actually maybe we think that. But right now... We know so little. This draft is being held virtually. We haven't had these pro days. And the Chiefs pick at 32, or at least they have the 32nd pick as of right now. Nate, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you that you know literally anything? Zero. I'm, I'm so I'm so <laughs> out. I, I can't even, like, like, do I start a text with, like, okay, lie to me? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> is that where you start? I've done that. You're just like... Hey, man, um, so what lie are you going to go with today? Let's go down to the bingo board. And, you know, you haven't told me about that running back that you're really looking at. Um, So, yeah, I don't. It's it's because there's not one. Is, is, is. Is don't take a running back the middle piece of the of the bingo board. It's just like, all right, there's your there's your chip, yes. fellas. Just put it right on the don't take a running back in the first round. Unless yes. his name's Saquon Barkley. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and even that, I mean that Giants offense is great. We have to admit that Giants offense yep. turned out really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, they've they've been thriving, uh just lighting up the scoreboard. Anyway, I don't know anything. <laughs> Look, you know, the last time we talked, Peter King, who we obviously have great admiration and respect for. Did not send out a smoke screen possibly that like, hey, the Chiefs who have no money, no draft picks whatsoever outside of next year's draft class, uh, they could move up and take, you know, Henry Ruggs. They could just do that. Like, they can just make that move. I mean, why not? I mean, Listen, who's to say the Chiefs who are I, cap-strapped in, in not cap hell, but like, yeah, we're cutting to the edge of the cliff here. And... You only have five picks, so like you got to take at least five players, dog. Um, they're just gonna move up and take Henry Ruggs. That, I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm sorry for my really creepy intro into this, but <laughs> also maybe how loud your microphone is. Oh, it definitely it? seems Here. louder than usual. Is that, that just me? Is that better? Yeah, it really does. Really better. See, this is, that is a better. farther distance than you'd think my mic should be. These yeah. are great mics. Um, These, they speaking really are. Of, speaking of great mics, the last dance. Right? Right? Nate? I mean, <sighs> the cocaine circus? <laughs> the whole idea that, like, I you gotta, could go 82-0 uh, and 0 and not be the coach? Who is this man? Yeah. He's Jerry Krause, and he was a good, terrible executive <laughs> all wrapped in one. Yeah. Was, there, yeah, was there ever someone that was so great and so bad at their job? Because, like, the dude, <laughs> the dude picked up Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant in the same draft. That's amazing. He knew to trade a really good player in Charles Oakley to get Bill Cartwright. He saw that. Like, oh, yeah, no, that'll really fit a need. Like, some of the guys they surrounded him with in later years, he was really good 
at setting up a team for Jordan. Yeah, and then just am I hallucinating? What, what look, just happened? Look, the Chiefs won their sixth championship yes. in twenty twelve. Or, you know, 2020, 2032, excuse me. I don't know why I went back in time. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> when the Chiefs win their sixth championship in 2032, I just expect Brett Veach and Clark Hunt <laughs> yeah, to go to Andy Reid. Burn it down. And just be like, you can, you can go 19 and 0, yeah. and this is it, yeah. dog. Like, I know, we, I we know have Pat. to rebuild. Because. <laughs> Because who's clamoring to rebuild when you're winning chip? Who thinks this oh, way? Anyway, it's so yeah, I got no idea who the Chiefs are going to take in the draft. Yeah. So, Josh, is it weird for you to hear me talking about basketball? Is that why you were, like, just really <laughs> taken aback? The reason for that, Josh, yes. this is simple. Yes, I you bullied us into an NBA conversation. a lot of dudes in their 30s and beyond when I say the NBA, a part of it at least, died back in 98. Now, it, it, it's it's come back, there's great players, fun games, all that stuff, all the hard time I give you about it. But, like, Josh, I cannot stress to you, because you, you were, like, what, six? How old were you in 98? In 98? Yeah. Well, it depends on when. Yeah, what, what, what month of 98 are you thinking? Oh, yeah, so yeah, you were young, okay? You were young. So, like, you don't... I'd like... I, Seth, Seth, I think the answer is probably, depending on when it was in the year, very likely, I was three. Good so, go ahead. Lord preach to me. Nate, we're ancient, dude. We are so <laughs> old. And I'll get to the Chiefs. Now, I know people are listening, but everyone's watching the last name. Yeah, this is so bizarre. That I, I have not seen it yet, by the way. Oh, see, here's the thing. I think you should, because I think it'll give you some... Oh, I'm sure I would I, love it. I am telling you... Like, the mania over Mahomes, right, over the last few years? Yeah. One one-hundredth of the 96 through 98 Bulls mania. Nate, is that about right? Like, one one-hundredth. That, that's accurate. I mean, when when you can tell me when Carmen Electra in the Chiefs beat comes aboard, <laughs> yeah. give me a call. When, no, it, when Travis it's, Kelsey— It's or, impossible to exaggerate. Yeah, when Travis Kelsey or Frank Clark or Tyron Matthew, when any of those guys just start, you know— Dressing up, start doing things with their hair. Just, just give me a call. <laughs> right, but I mean, it's impossible to exaggerate. Like you talk to anyone that's like my age and up, and a little younger than me too. Can it go up I'm from your age? On the podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, man, dude, I hope the Chiefs take a first round because I am not going to stop tasing you until you soil yourself. Yeah. I'm just hey, you first know. of all, Seth, like, I think it, at it, your age, I think you probably actually have sort of the you you have the first round draft pick of soiling yourself, and uh, you also didn't yes. even mention the word running back there, which I feel like you wanted to say, but I know at your age, words start slipping through. Sure, sure. So anyway, there's no way, Josh, to to describe to you how huge the Bulls were, 96 to 98. Like the Golden State Warriors the last few years, it, it's not even close. The Patriots, you'd have to combine like every dynasty in the last few years. Everyone watched like every Bulls game, every one of them. And it was always musty TV. And it was just, it's impossible to describe. So like, believe me when I tell you that this little, you know, random detour I'm taking us on, anyone like 30 and up, is like, yes, the Bulls. Because they either hated them or they loved them. Most people loved them. And it's just impossible to describe what a big deal they were and how crazy it is. Like Nate says, it's like they had just won a championship. And he's answering questions like, so they're looking to 
Think you'll be back next year, Mike? <laughs> it's like, I feel like we've earned the right to defend it. Like, maybe, what did he say at that press conference? Well, He's like, the, maybe let us lose one first yeah. before you try to tear the whole thing apart. Right. And it really would be like if the Chiefs won the next couple Super Bowls and then, like, the rumors were like, oh, you know, they've tried to move on from Tyreek Hill a few times and they want to get rid of Andy Reid. And Mahomes says he won't coach for anyone else or won't play for anyone else. But Reed is, you know, they don't care. And that's, like, Jordan was that level and more to Pat Mahomes. To where it's like, oh, we don't care that you're going to retire if we get rid of this coach. We're going to do it anyway to prove that we can win with, what was it, like, Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler? Pretty much. And no, 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 <laughs> not, 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 not a superstar. Not even an all-star. <laughs> like, Not a superstar. Like anybody, anybody who says like, "Hey, you know what? You know what sounds great? You know, Sam Hinkie was the first person to be like, you know what sounds great? Total rebuild, shut it down, tear it down, <laughs> hell, put it in the put it in the Earth's core, and then we'll rebuild." <laughs> you know. We, so, if you're a Chiefs fan, the the obvious thing is like. At least Brett Veach is competent, and he's a good people person. Yes, which was not the case for Jerry Krause. Competent, not a good people's person. Um, yeah, I don't. People hated that dude. Hated that dude. So I think, you know, for for us as we enter into the weirdest vortex of NFL draft history, <laughs> where dudes are literally, I feel, going to be spilling coffee on their keyboards before they take <laughs> yes. that third round pick on Friday night. <laughs> I just want everybody to understand that, like, you can go 16-0, and 0, Bill O'Brien. You still might not be the coach next year, Doc. You're still gone. <laughs> All right. I promise now, if the Chiefs trade up to for a wide receiver, I will not tase myself, but I will be psyched. Give me rugs all day, and let's just four verts, man. Who wants to play some Madden? Just to really drastically shift the subject. But that was the rumor, right? It was rugs that they're supposed yes. to might trade mm-hmm. up for. Yeah, well, listen, I, I, had an, then, I, have one, I had an inside source who told me that Peter King didn't particularly appreciate uh, you citing the fact that he said that in his mock draft. And my source on that was Peter King. So I've had a weird, it was a weird day. When was that? Friday? Two days ago? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, he did, he did write yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote that he heard a rumor. I just want to make we got to get every we got to get every syllable of that report exactly correct because I don't want to end up on Peter King's bad side somehow. I, this all happened very fast, and I didn't. Did Peter King get mad at someone? At me. This happened on Twitter. What? Yes. Did he really? Yes, this happened. <laughs> How did I miss that? I don't know. I don't know. You got. Oh my goodness! You got shot it down by the Godfather. <laughs> I actually think. Well, when, I, when you say it like that yeah when you say it like that Seth I think you should look at the tweet he started blocking a lot of people it seemed I don't know it oh, was very no. odd oh no oh no Peter it was it oh, wasn't oh no yeah I'll, I mean I, I would slack you the link but I don't I'll tech I'll DM it to you I guess um it was weird it was all kind of odd and I feel like you know I, I he he wrote it we, we, we all saw the thing that he wrote we got that we got that. That's all. I don't think they're gonna hit you up for Henry Ruggs, and I don't think Peter King thinks that either. But it was uh, it was odd. It was an odd uh, an odd moment. Anyway, more on Jordan. Is, okay. is, quote quote. He said, "Is is that reporting the Chiefs are interested in moving up?" Don't oh, think so. Whoa. Yeah. Even whoa. It, but like yeah. But in order to take him at the twenties, the Chiefs would have to move up. Like 
<laughs> I don't care. Let's let's not get into the gray world of uh, of of you know words and those things. I but, I would rather not. But oh, that is some picking of nits he did yeah. with this article versus oh mm-hmm. oh no. And then he quote tweeted the guy that was like, well, yeah, that's exactly what you said, bro. Mm-hmm. Craziest thing is about 173 degrees away from I am reporting it as a fact. Well, okay, never mm-hmm. mind. I mm-hmm. rescind my hysterical laughter. I just wanted you to read the tweets. Is all, Seth. I just wanted it's you to. It's still read the pretty tweets. hysterical. Oh yeah, no, this our podcast and upsetting people. <laughs> I mean, you can be on. You like, can just we're say nice me. guys. You, you can't just say me. It, no one's ever beef with either oh, of yeah. you two. Wait a minute. You are the common denominator. <laughs> I know, no. dude. I don't know, man. I'm not trying. No. I could not you, have beefed. You, look, I if, could not have beefed up more if I literally tried, and I'm not trying. I'm not <laughs> trying to get Troy Aikman or Peter King. That I'm not. I would just. I would like everyone to all get along. No, no. I've had lovely conversations with Peter. He's I love Peter wonderful. King. Does great work. He does great work. Now I will say this: Troy Aikman has yet to shake my hand. So I mean that 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 saga oh, continues. I, oh no, Troy Troy Aikman can catch these hands. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, you can't. I mean, hey look, everyone listening, cre- just really quick. Sorry, Nate. I just want to go ahead and hop in here real quick before Danielle cuts this and makes this tweet. I don't want to fight Troy Aikman. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna amend <laughs> this. I'm gonna change this. All right, here really quick. Here, you know what? <clears throat> Troy Aikman. Oh. Troy Aikman can shake these hands. Better? Good? That's a olive branch. And I mean it. All I want to say is the the odds of them getting hairy rugs is minuscule. I mean, it's yeah. so it's so the small. The Broncos are grabbing that, dude. But like the Are the you reporting idea... that? <laughs> <laughs> but like you can't you can't put that I in I want a... to I... cut the last I... 7 minutes of this podcast. I don't want in any or... of this. In order for the Chiefs to get hairy rugs, they would 99.9% have to move up. Like, I I just... Anyway. Um, <laughs> what a crazy rumor. <laughs> yeah, what a crazy rumor. So who would you take? Who? Which wide receiver would you take, uh, Seth and Josh, if you if you had your pick of the litter uh, anywhere in the first round, whether you were moving up or down? Just anywhere? Oh, was, oh, we're, just, we're, just hear, we're just hearing crazy rumors? Well, if we're, just, if we're just hearing rumors... Uh, I don't know. Seth, what do you want? <laughs> I'm I'm um, terrified. Of I mean, all of if this. I mean, if I could I'm take anyone, I would want I I would want to trade. You know, if you could get anyone, I want Lamb or Judy because those guys are. I, I think they're a cut above. Yeah. Um, Judy's route running is unbelievable. Like rugs would be so much good. fun though. Rugs would oh, be yeah. so much fun. Wait, and the the thing with rugs is, and people have voiced this as a concern. I mean, he was legitimately the third receiver in Bama last yeah. year because yeah. Smith and and part he of that's only not caught his fault. Judy's awesome. Yeah, he only caught touchdowns. Part of that's not his fault because Judy's awesome, and Devonte Smith looks like unbelievably good. Like, I mean, he might be wide receiver one next year. Probably would have been this year, honestly. Um, but he's rugs is so fast. Like I've watched his his film. He is McCole Hardman fast, and he might be within, like, a hair of Tyreek Hill fast. And, like, McCole Hardman, no one's McCole Hardman fast. I legitimately think McCole Hardman is the second fastest guy in the NFL. Like, I, and we've got, we've watched him run away from fast cornerbacks, from fast safeties. Like, we've watched it, right? Right, right. And you, so you add another guy on there who is, like, this kind of, like, freakish fast? I think Andy Reid would be on to something to do that. Like, just like, look, 
you know, we've got a good offensive system, but one of the things is is physical traits. Like you can't prepare for the Chiefs already because you can't prepare for their speed. You can't prepare for Hill and Hardman and Watkins and Kelsey. You can't. You can't practice for that. You add rugs to that, that would be so funny. That would just be like, look, guys, we're throwing the ball 90% of the time here. Yeah. Now, one reason why I asked this question is because, you know, I had the exercise, the excuse to do such a thing called a mock draft. Have you read any of those? It literally just dropped. I literally just yeah, dropped you yeah, know, a so, new version, and as we record this, one just dropped, and I I clicked it, I, Nate, I clicked it like it was Christmas morning. I was like, "Ooh, Nate's last <laughs> mock draft is that a picture of Kenneth Murray?" Yes, it is, sir. Um, hey. So here's here's what I would tell all of our listeners to do if you have the time, and yeah, I know you probably have the time. Uh, <laughs> go on the Drafts Network Predictive Mock Draft Simulator, and just it lets you be a general manager for any team. And obviously, because I cover the Chiefs, I pick the Chiefs. It is the predictive board, not the rankings board. You get to the rankings board, it gets all clunky and funky because, like, yeah, Joe Burrow should probably go one. But in doing that, Kenneth Murray was there at 32. So I didn't move. I didn't trade. Um, I just kept the five picks. That's, like, the most easy, digestible way to, like, tell people what to perhaps expect come Thursday and Friday. But this kind of goes to your point, Seth. In round two, pick 63, Chase Claypool from Notre yes. Dame. Mm-hmm. Look at these. Yes. Look, list, look, at, look at this. Look at this. Listen to this. 6'4", 238. Now you thinking, that's got to be a tight end. No. <laughs> Chase wants you to respect his receiver abilities, buds, because yes. now he's running <laughs> – 40-yard dashes in 4.42 seconds. Who is this maniacal human being that's been created in a lab in, you know, northern Indiana? So, I'm just saying, you don't have to, you don't have, you ain't got to go get, like, you don't, for the Chiefs and Brevis, you don't necessarily have to go get Henry Drugs. By all means, do as you will. But to make the draft exciting, the Chiefs really should take a receiver in like one of the first three picks or one of the first three rounds, I should say, just to make it fun, just to spice it up. Because like Patrick Mahomes needs all the weapons, not just some, not just many, all. Uh, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, I think, but like it's really hard to contribute in the first year as a like as a rookie in Andy Reid's offense. You're not gonna have to in year one if you're a receiver. Chiefs have got to figure it out. Next year, it starts to get a little thin again. And, and I mean, you know, just thin too, it still starts off with Tyree Kill, Michael Hardman, and then it's the new guy. That move makes a ton of sense. Your turn, Seth. Can I, can I, you go ahead, Seth, and then I'm going to do some reporting that's not really reporting, but it's kind of is a, it a rumor. Is it reporting a rumor? Because that gets really fuzzy, <laughs> apparently. Go ahead, Seth. Just a quick note. The rugs thing in particular or any like wide receiver that falls, like let's say somehow, you know, someone likes rugs more or whatever and like and they like lamb and someone you know you know there's quarterback being taken there's tackles being taken a couple linebackers go earlier than we think and somehow like judy falls to like you know 23 24 and the chiefs traded up to get him part of the reason i would love to see something like, like see the chiefs to be aggressive and get like a premier wide receiver or rugs good i think rugs might be a premier wide receiver but it's just because of the speed thing i just want to watch twitter implode with the number of this should be illegal takes. Like, yes, no, yes. you can't give Patrick Mahomes another receiver. This isn't right. 
somebody call the police someone do something <laughs> you know like like why is why is nobody doing anything to stop this it's like I, I just i just feel like it would be i'm trying to think of a great brutal movie where it was like why isn't anyone doing anything to stop this and i can't even think of one that would be the equivalent of the cheese grabbing wide receiver for me it's sort of like james cameron insisting that they're going to be five avatar movies i know that's not exactly <laughs> what you're going for but that's kind of what it feels like to me it's like someone or- has to tell him to stop yeah, yeah. Sir, <laughs> or or, <no. laughs> or 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 Josh, is it like him telling you that like Avatar was gonna chase the entire, not just the movie industry, it was gonna <laughs> it, it was gonna chase the way you thought about everything. Man, yeah. look, Avatar came out like ten years previously in an animated version. It was called Pocahontas. Like, this wasn't, like, I'm watching this movie, and it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It's a good story. But I'm like, I've literally watched this. I'm waiting for her to sing about Have You Ever Heard the Wolf Cry? So I'm just, I'm sorry. We've happened to hit on a hot button issue for me, but that movie was like, that's driven me nuts for decades. Are you saying Cameron bamboozled you? I've been flipped. You've been led astray? (laughs) We've got we got such a we got such a like a a high energy Seth right now like right. the okay. the mic's a little okay. too I, loud he's laughing at me I don't get it I gotta break some news here yes. fellas yes. this is a rumor that was just put on Instagram oh boy two hours ago okay oh, two God. hours ago I oh, can God. report this um as I get the audio here we go kids. <laughs> Okay, kids, I can tell you right now that <laughs> Tony Gonzalez is training somewhere where it's sunny and he is marking a return. Um, I don't think the Chiefs hold his contract or his like the services of his rights. Um, I think that would be the Atlanta Falcons. It doesn't matter. Um, because Rob Gronkowski is out here moving to Tampa Bay of all places. <laughs> Nate, Nate, please. To, to Nate to Tampa to Brady. Reach, I, okay, Tampa Brady. Tampa they Brady. The name yep. legally. Yep. I mean, even the logo has his face on it. I mean, they should just <laughs> why? Okay, here's another hot button issue. You're telling me. Creamsicle Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform isn't the most classic, clean looking, gotta have it in the league. And you mother bleepers don't even put it out there with the new uniforms. What are we doing? Yeah, that was 2020. Do do you see what the Chargers did? The Chargers are like, hey, we may not have fans. Hey, we may be in a brand new stadium. Hey, we don't even have a quarterback worth mentioning right now. But you know what? These jerseys are going to be flaming on these streets right now. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just like, hey, we're just going to run it back like John Gruden still our coach. When the creamsicle (laughs) Doug William let it fly, kids, are the flyest uniforms in NFL history. (gasps) <gasps> I want to, like, I don't care about Tom Brady. I have no association with his family whatsoever. But even me understanding the historical significance of one man moving from Boston to Tampa Bay, he needs to be in creamsicle. <laughs> I, I, like, I wish I had something to add to that. But uh, I just, I just nothing to it. That You're absolutely right. Any- teams, teams need to start figuring this out. 
whenever anyone gets asked about the best uniforms in the league, some the Chiefs do come up, even from non-Chiefs fans. They come up, I hear the Raiders referenced. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're just classic uniforms. Yeah, and, and exactly. That's the direction I was going. You can't tell me that if the Denver Broncos sw- didn't, if they switched to like those early 90s looks, their fans would yeah, lose they their minds. 100%. Yeah. Oh, I would. I'd be like, man, dude, that looks great. And that's, I don't know why. <laughs> the can't get the AFC West would be so well-dressed. The they AFC would. West would be pristine. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's I, that's the last one left. And I don't know how teams keep screwing this up. Someone talked about, like, every uniform teams come up with, it looks like the trash that you used to do on Create a Team when you were 16. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah. it's just garbage. And it's like, guys, sometimes they really did get things right a while ago. And, like, it's kind of, I mean, some of these uniforms, there's a couple teams, like the Bengals. How did they not figure this out? Like, guys, They're so bad. check the out those 80s so uniforms. Those are fire, man. And I am not the person anyone should be asking for fashion advice. But I know what looks good. <laughs> right. I mean, even the, like the like when the Cleveland Browns are outdoing you because their uniform is, like, so simplistic. Come on. Yep. Like, we haven't even mentioned how the Carolina Panthers just, just murdered the Atlanta Falcons yes. for arguably yes. the worst NFL uniforms I've ever seen. Yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty rough. Also... I like everyone. Tony Gonzalez looks like he could still play. Just on a side note. Yeah, he's he. Yeah, I I mean, again, I've reported the rumor that he's reportedly working out with the rumor potentially coming back to the Chiefs in 2020. I got I got nervous there again. Yeah, dude, I would love to suspend all disbelief to make that particular thing happen. Just like you know, he's just up there for you know 15 snaps a game, maybe. Split him out yeah. into the slot a little bit. He's, he, I think, I think he's a little more slight than he probably was in his playing days. But that's all right. If you got the speed still, who's, he's like your fifth option. Who's covering Tony Gonzalez? Your, your, your second linebacker. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> your sixth, your sixth DB. Get out of here. I, I have a public announcement for Chiefs fans. By the way, I'm looking at some of the replies. Is here. it to get the? Is it to get over the Falcons thing? Yeah, stop hating on Tony Gonzalez, okay? What are you Knock doing? Knock it off. What are you this doing? Is, this oh, is... we're, we're loyal fans. We're a yeah, great fan yeah. base. Look stop at oh, this. Uh, the whole don't... parking lot's full of smoke. Bleep you, Tony Gonzalez. You played for a team because you tried to win a playoff game. What yeah. are you doing, this Chiefs is... fans? This... Get together. Now, now that we also know what Scott Pioli was like and what Todd Haley was like, we're blaming Tony Gonzalez for trying to get out of that situation. That's what we're doing. I, you cannot. You cannot. Well, you can. It just is nonsensical. <laughs> you cannot claim to be the greatest fans on earth, and this is Chiefs Kingdom, and the moment someone plays for a different team, because I saw some of this when Jamal Charles signed with the Broncos. It's like, they yeah, cut dude. him! They cut him! Yeah. They cut him! What do you, He got he, fired. Yeah, he got fired, so he went out because he thought he could still play. And as far as Gonzalez, did he request a trade? Yes. Would you have in that situation too? Yes, you would have. Chiefs fans, get over it. Tony Gonzalez was awesome as a chief for years and years and years and years and years for over a decade and he played on some garbage teams get over it i'm sorry and if this makes people mad at me dm josh yep that's yep (laughs) (laughs) oh that train coming from the other end of the tunnel i was gonna say like and here's the here's the two one pitch oh fastball (laughs) who could have saw that coming That was amazing. I am stealing that analogy somehow. It's the 2-1 pitch. 
Fastball, huh? <laughs> that was oh, that was unbelievably well delivered, Nate. Way to go. Thank you. I'm going to see if I can turn off my DMs. Because, yeah, no, you know what? And if you, you know what? And I agree with Seth on every single level there. And if that if that makes you mad, if me agreeing with Seth makes you angry, you can DM at Real Lemon Chiefs fan. You can. You can. You can. I keep my DMs open. I, I I have regretted that decision lately, to be perfectly honest. But, <laughs> but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So my favorite DMs are like the one word calling me an expletive or a slur of some point. Uh, why i don't understand and so i always ask people i'm like hey how are you today and some of them don't really know how to recover from that <laughs> they're like don't you get it f you and I'm, i i don't understand can one of you help me understand why people do this i know this is a complete side note and kind of selfish of me oh that's why i'm selfish and it bothers them <laughs> josh josh this is your opportunity clear clear out for josh just just <laughs> Honestly, you know what I, you know what just happened to me is I just saw a clip that on uh, Undisputed on FS1 today they talked about Peter King's report. It says <laughs> Chiefs reportedly interested in trading up for Bama wide receiver for Henry Ruggs, and I didn't write that. So that <laughs> you have got to clip that and reply it no! to the original tweet. No! And be like, hey, no! Peter King, no, no, <laughs> Seth, I don't want that. What do you not understand? I don't want any of this. It's about being not right. I'm seeking look, out. It, look, can I just remind everybody that in two days' time, by the time you're done listening to this, Bill O'Brien may have done another thing that is hard <laughs> yeah. to understand. So, like, shoot your <laughs> shot. But my, my point is this. Okay, we're now, as as Seth told us before um, we started recording, I get who, which general manager blew out their doors? Well, not blew out their doors, but, like, Destroyed oh, a wall Schneider. for the Tegna. <laughs> what are we doing, guys? Guys. Yeah. Okay, if someone, Josh, did, have you found that tweet? No. Okay, John Schneider no, told a, a reporter that they are tearing out some walls in his house to have the technology in place to do the NFL draft remotely. <laughs> did you know there are judges working from home right now? Like, and attorneys. And, like, I just got done with an in-custody thing that featured me, the judge, court administration, the defense attorney, probation, and the inmate. They were in the jail has the technology, people. They have the technology to do ITV from a jail cell. And, and these guys. My favorite, my favorite thing about that is that John Schneider is, like, a good one. Like, what is Gettleman doing? <laughs> well, it just... Oh, and Seahawks fans are having a blast with it because Schneider, they, they've turned on him a little lately. It's like, oh, imagine the Seahawks making something needlessly complicated and just like, because they're still a little mad about the whole Russ Wilson thing. It's like, just let the guy throw the ball 35 mm -hmm. times a game. This isn't hard. Mm -hmm. um, but there, there, that was one. And another one was a reporter was on the phone with a GM and apparently he was getting mad at his kids because like his internet kept shutting down because they had too many of them on tablets. So like he's on the phone with his reporter. He's like, yo, everyone off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't get it. I live in a town of 3,500 people in rural Minnesota. My kids right now, because it's, it's screen time, I'm guessing they're all on screens right now. We got like seven kids. Or how many kids? No, we have seven people in this family. 
And no. all five kids, I promise you, are on a different screen right now because, really, we've, we've kind of slacked off as parents over the last few months. But whatever, you all have, and you know it. Um, and, and we're fine. How does an NFL GM not have the bandwidth to have kids on screens? I'm sorry, this is so great. So, Josh, really, you provoking Peter King is like the eighth stupidest thing that's happened this week. I, oh my oh, god. However you phrase it. I, oh. Josh, this is, this is, you can, you can cross-examine our friend now. Can I get a sidebar with Mr. Taylor? Sure. We'll, we'll make it, make it quick there, Mr. Briscoe. We all know I don't listen when you guys talk anyway. No, that's, no, that's true. Now, uh, Nate, there are a variety of directions I could go. Should we just pivot right now? It's not as much of a cross-examination as a look over here at this bad thing that Seth did, but do we want to talk about the running back thing? Sure, we we can do that if that will if that will that will please the the I guess I'm the judge in this. I will please the judge. <laughs> hey Seth. Yeah. Hey, um, the hell happened to you, Seth? <laughs> you used to be a man of principles, and you used to you used to stand for something. You used to you used to have convictions and opinions, and you used to say what you meant, but you'd say it out loud. You'd say, hey, everybody, I have a thing here that I believe in, and you're all going to see that the evidence is on my side. And then all it takes is that last episode I tell you that if the Chiefs take a running back in the first round, you can tase me, and you have thrown all of your convictions to the wind. You have said, oh, you know what? No, go ahead. Go go ahead. Anything <laughs> I've said before this point, null and void, if it means I can tase Josh. The hell happened to you, Seth? I I think the the problem that you're having here is you're not understanding where my priorities lie. <laughs> so I can see why well, that you know, I think for the first time I am. <laughs> I think for the first time I am understanding it, I Seth. Have, and you know what? It is a little disappointing. I had already started to. So, okay. I'm a bit of a contrarian. I try not to be. Oh, I know. I try not to be. I know. I had a private conver- I, had a, I had a private conversation, Seth, with uh, with Rudy Salazar, producer of uh, Almost Entirely Sports on uh, Sports Radio 810. Great show. Rudy at one point was like, what is Seth doing with the running back? Thank you, Seth. Seth was like, oh, by the way, this week, if you want to go grab uh, Nate's segment, we found out what he would give up to cover Wimbledon, and it's probably what you think. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, It was a revealing conversation in a variety of ways. Rudy asked me, he said, what is Seth doing with the running back thing? What's, what is going on here? And, uh, and I said, well, Rudy, Seth's a contrarian. <laughs> I, and, that, and he went, oh, that's a good point. And, that, and then scene. That was that it. That was it. Here's what, I've, here's what I've often found. Opinions generally tend to work on a pendulum. Okay? The, the, that pendulum swings back and forth and back and forth. And what what's considered common knowledge or the only smart way to look at things swings back and forth and back and forth and so what happens is you usually end up way too far on one end of the spectrum and and there's all the analogies i can think of right now are criminal law and are horrifying so i'm not going to use any of them but you end up on way on one side of the spectrum and everyone's like wait this is completely wrong that this isn't okay at all and so then rather than finding like a middle ground they flee to the other side of the spectrum and say this must be correct not every not everything is this this is 
We're talking about a first round. We're not talking about do running should running backs make more than minimum wage. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about taking the running back Absolutely. in the first round. That's, well, in, with the thirty second pick, it's like I mean, look, I'm not talking about taking you know taking Leonard Fournette over Patrick Mahomes at the number four pick. Okay, we're talking about the thirty second pick of the round, and all I said was I wouldn't, I won't freak out. Are there other positions I would take? Of course. There are, because I think they would be more impactful. But I think in the specific situation the Chiefs are in, it wouldn't be a terrible pick because it's the icing on the cake of an offense that's already great. And it just so happens I trust Andy Reid a little more than I'd trust some other teams, right? So if Andy Reid tells me, you know what? I need a running back. I need a running back. I'm going to go, Andy, I believe you. So I won't freak out is all I'm saying. And what I'm starting to see now, I'm starting to see way too much of this pendulum swinging. It's some of it came up with the Chris Jones conversation because now I'm hearing over and over and over again. Well, you, you pass rushers don't, they're not as important as coverage guys. So it's just ridiculous to pay him where you could spend that money on two decent corners. That's dumb. And it's that type of knowledge, that, that type of argument. You know, Seth, I wouldn't mind it if they traded Chris Jones for a first-round pick. I gotta be honest, Seth, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't freak out. If Andy Reid and Brett Veach do it, you know what? I, I trust too. their judgment, But now, Seth. however, can you make a cogent argument as to why the aggregate numbers and the singular situation might be different for the Chiefs? Or is your number, you know, it, now if you can do that, I'll totally listen to it. But I just think you're for being spiteful, Joshua. No, for the Chris the Jones back thing. For Chris Jones. Because Chris Jones is another example of where we're ignoring analytics. So we got to ask ourselves, why are we okay ignoring analytics for one thing, but not another thing? Why is it suddenly anathema to ignore analytics when it becomes, you know, when Good it comes use down to the word anathema. anathema. That's a great work by you. I, I think I butchered the pronunciation, so. <laughs> no, I think I think it's right. Uh, I, I know I don't think they should trade Chris Jones. I was being, I was being spiteful. I was being vindictive. <laughs> so all I'm saying is the pendulum has swung a little too far where it's like now it's gone from, hey, drafting a running back in the first round isn't the best use of their resources to drafting a running back in the first round is why the Jags are bad. It's like, no, there's a lot of reasons the Jags are bad. <laughs> and so let's just, you know, this would be the dumbest thing they could possibly do. No, that, that's it. Let, let's that, let's just let's just not get too far in that pendulum. Let's let's go to the limit of they could use their resources better. That, that, that's the limit of it, though. It's not like, oh, this would be the it dumbest. It just feels like we're unnecessarily softening this. Like, I feel like you can just have an opinion on this one where it's like, no, you're right. Drafting a punter in the second or drafting Rodrigo Blankenship in the first round would probably be right. worse. Those would both be even more but baffling people are acting like that's the same okay. thing as drafting a running back in the first, and it's not. I, I mean, does anyone think that it's literally the same people thing are to draft a like in is. the first and a running back oh. in the first? I will, I will tell you, I will tell you that the divide there, I can understand coming through with that sort of drama with it because so many people are still, are still set on making that happen. Exactly. Well, the last piece of the puzzle. Exactly. When it's not though, it's not. But that's why, that's why people are arguing it from too strong because they're so tired of their mentions being filled with, you have to run to win the game. Guys, you don't. Nate, I'm going to let you talk now. I'm sorry. I just want to remind everybody that there was a running back that the Chiefs selected in the third round of the draft a couple years ago. And I just want to m mention that there are players such as Cam Akers, Zach Moss, Joshua Kelly, uh, Durrington Evans, Antonio Gibson. These are all players that you should look up because they are going to probably be available at some point in the third round of the draft. And sure, sure. you may get 
more value and slightly less production if you did go DeAndre Swift or Clyde Edwards uh, from LSU. I'm, I'm you know. <laughs> you don't have to. We, I, Josh right, and I decided on. We Clyde. all are afraid. You of don't Hilaire. have to. Decided on Clyde. Yeah, we're just calling him Clyde. Edward had Edwards Hilaire. I I I trip, I, I yeah, trip yeah, over yeah. it every That's time. Whatever. Uh, you know. Which now means they're <laughs> probably going to take him. I understand that. Uh, the way the the world works. Yes. Um. But like, I just want to make sure that like the fan base doesn't go irate. Um. And you, I would say this, like from a reporter standpoint, it would be fascinating. To again be on Zoom, waiting for the moment when somebody spills coffee on their keyboard. Brett Veach and Andy Reid explaining why they took you know insert whatever running back at one and insert whatever guard at at one mm-hmm. insert whatever defensive mm-hmm. lineman at thirty. Like, can you imagine if the Chiefs picked a defensive lineman at thirty two? Which, by the way, <laughs> wouldn't be a terrible selection. You always need defensive linemen. Um, I would much rather than take an end than a running back by a tremendous just to, like, margin. Think- they signed Terrell Suggs last year midseason. Right, they exactly. Had an so edge. just think of like all the positions that you don't normally discuss with your friends or family members about what thirty-two may present the Chiefs, and like think of it in like how would the team try to make the general public understand their selection. So like when when I read Seth's you know story and the whole idea about like hey maybe thirty-two isn't like such a bad idea, it would be fascinating to know that like we don't. Would the Chiefs be one of the first teams to be like, we don't, you know, it would be hard to acknowledge this publicly because from a contractual standpoint, you'd be forced to eat your words. But, like, the Chiefs are one of the teams that, like, we don't see running back as just you hand the ball off and run. Like, it's you're an offensive player within a system and you're asked to do four or five different things versus, like, hey, you run with the football, mm-hmm. you know. But if they if they expl- that would argue makes Damian Williams more more valuable, right? Like, which, because, right, because which is, of that definition, exactly. Yeah. So if they were to say that publicly in any way, shape, or form, it would be kind of revolutionary in terms of like the NFL thought process put out loud, comparable to like, well, why did Christian McCaffrey get all this money, and you know, even though he was not coming up on the final year of his deal, and he was still under his rookie contract, and like they never said it publicly, but it's like he's the best offensive player we have, and he's not really a running back, even though it says RB next to his name, you know? So how, how much of that thought process would be sort of divulged versus, like, he was the best player on the board? Because, like, can you imagine how many times, ma'am or sir, that you're going to see in here best player on the board? Had to take him. Best player. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows, by the way, okay? Outside of, like, oh, yeah. pick five, okay? Like, if you're Miami yeah. and you take Tua, you could be like, look, we looked at the tape. If he's healthy, he was the best player available in the draft. Once you get past that point, don't you – look, they could maybe become the best player on the board five years from now, but nobody really knows who the best player on the board is. And we waste so many hours, so much time, so much film. We're, we're, we're blowing out walls in our houses for something we don't really know what the outcome is. Um, yeah. Nate, can you can you walk us through at least a little bit of your of your mock draft and how you ended up where you are? And if you want to read uh, Seth on Patrick Queen and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, it's it's up on Hilaire. The Athletic as well. You can go to theathletic.com slash timezars if you want to read all of this. But um, you want to you want to you want to unpack a little bit of that as we because we got to wrap up here pretty soon. Yeah. So the we first spent a lot of time yelling on this show. I know we really did. Sorry, guys. I I, I mean, hope hopefully nobody's ears are bleeding. But anyway, to introduce you to uh, mock draft 
in the first mock draft, it was clear that like my talent evaluation was better than the uh, than the draft networks evaluation because things have changed now. Mm. Like rumors have mm-hmm. gone on, um, and so Patrick Queen was not available uh, because I believe, and I'm going to scroll here. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens, also a smart team, took Patrick Queen. If you're a Chiefs fan, you don't want that to happen on Thursday. But mm-hmm. you know, thankfully, Kenneth Murray was available. I think he was the last linebacker on the list. Uh, Zach Bond actually went ahead of Kenneth Murray in this mock draft, so it was it was a little interesting. But it's like, okay, we've mentioned it before. You need a you need a three down lineman or linebacker, excuse me. In round two, I just I've talked to Chase uh, Claypool at the combine. I've seen the tape. I've seen the hands. I've seen the athleticism. Makes a ton of sense, particularly in third down and red zone situations, which the Chiefs have sort of struggled with because you know usually in those cases it's like, all right, Travis help us or Patrick scramble a little bit and, and somebody will get open. So maybe, you know, maybe, maybe Chase Claypool turns out well. Um, by the way, uh, everyone who we all love here, Bryce Hall was not available. He was already picked ahead of Claypool with the 70th pick with the Miami Dolphins. In the third round, I kind of reached, I took Ben Barch. I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. He went to St. John's College in Minnesota. It's a D3 school. I know you're probably snoozing at this point. But at some point, the Chiefs <laughs> need to understand that they got to take somebody to fill the role of Mitchell Schwartz or Eric Fisher, somebody who can play the tackle position in 2022. So you're taking that pick for a developmental standpoint. Like, hey, can you be good in three years? Because, like, we kind of need you to be good in three years because we're not going to get another top pick because we have Patrick freaking Mahomes and only the best tackles in drafts consistently go, like, between the first 10 to 15 picks, and the Chiefs are never going to pick there again until Patrick Mahomes stops playing football. Um, in round four, I took Reggie Robinson, the second. He's a cornerback from Tulsa, has the same physical traits, size, skills, as potentially Traverius Ward. So just just a thought. And to round out the five-player, five-round draft, because, again, the Chiefs only have five picks this year, uh, Khalil Davis, hometown kid, you know, played at um, – at Blue Springs, went to Nebraska, pretty good, could be a rotational player down the line. It seemed like a safe pick at the time. So um, I went defensive tackle, cornerback, offensive lineman, but mostly tackle, priority, wide receiver, and linebacker in, you know, I guess snake order. So there's a reason that, like, a lot of this makes sense, but it's clear that, like, if you do your own mock simulation on, again, the Draft Network, I really – uh, like what they do, I tend to agree with much of their evaluations of prospects. Um, when you get to 32, there's going to be a hard choice because you know whoever you pick there is not going to be available at 63. And that's the issue of to why the team may trade down. Like, say, could you trade in, like, the 40s because you think, hey, I might get these two guys at 40-something and 63 versus, like, making sure you get somebody at 32, but know you're going to miss out on another guy before you get to 63. So it's a good, you know, mental exercise. The athletic will also have a mock draft of the first round from all the beat writers. So everybody who covers their own team. So me specifically, I represent the chiefs. And of course I traded with Bill O'Brien and that person. Oh no. That person was Aaron Reese of the athletic in Houston. Uh, He was demanding to get into the first round. I know who his head coach is. And so of of course, I gave the 32nd pick to Bill O'Brien, who, by the way, has less picks now than he used to before the mock draft started. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, uh, if you're wondering, hey, I went to the Athletic uh, the day of the draft and, like, the Chiefs didn't have the 32nd pick, it's because I 
I, I played to the audience. I played to my audience. And of course, of course yes. I gave the 30-second pick to Bill O'Brien. And of course, Aaron Reese, <laughs> who's a good friend of mine, understands that, like, yeah, we criticize Bill O'Brien on this on this podcast quite often. And he was like, Can I give you the 40th pick and a fifth round future? And I was like, You could have given me the 40th pick and a bag of bricks, and I would have taken it, dog. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only problem I have there is that that's just not very realistic. You're not doing a very realistic thing. Oh, he of course didn't not. offer you forty and and then the third. No, you know? of course it's- not. No, no, he offered me a future and I was like, Yeah, let's just make this more absurd because of course it's Bill O'Brien. <laughs> awesome it's so good <laughs> seth where are you at right now um my if you say in your basement i'm gonna room. lose my mind <laughs> <laughs> and here's the two one pitch ask, <laughs> ask me ask me what ask me what story of the house that's in do it what story of the house is that in seth i'm in the basement josh <laughs> Oh my gosh! I just I take so much pleasure in this. It's really not okay. It's it's really a it's really a a, a testament to what the kind of person I actually am in these moments. Um, what did you mean? What did you mean actually? I I meant that I meant after the Chiefs go running back, running back, running back in the first three rounds. What do you want them to do in four and five? More running backs or they they don't need to do anything. They'll win back to back to back Super Bowls with that many <laughs> running backs, Josh. Um, I where I'm at right do, now. You want, do you want him to trade Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill for like more running backs? Like, like no, Fournette's available. Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill at running back, so they're even better. So oh, that's good. What I'm, I, I what would, are you giving would, up for Leonard Fournette? By the way, running back God <laughs> third, third doing it for you. Oh, run, oh, if he were like a good player, that would be something. So, man, <laughs> oh man, I made some people mad. When I replied to you, I was like, "Ah, he's showing he's not that good, and he's not a fit in the system." People were like, "Have you ever seen Leonard Fournette play?" Someone asked me that. I was like, "Um, no, <laughs> never. Actually, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, really. You know, I never, had, I don't know how to respond to that. It's like you even watch the games. Um, no. <laughs> Frankly, I thought this was an L- a Wendy's. I don't know how I'm. I don't know what I'm doing right now. So anyway, I, what I want to see the Chiefs do, ideally, I, I really. The more people I've talked to, and how do I phrase this? I've made a few friends over the years here and there. I find that hard to believe. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And the people that I talk to that, like, maybe, you know, whatever, have a stake in things that happen with the Chiefs, I keep having people try to talk me into, you know, it would be pretty sweet is if Andy Reid added another offensive weapon. And, like, I've had, like, enough of those conversations. And I'm like, you know what? That would be pretty sweet. And so I'm kind of, I'm all in on the let's double down on a strength rather than Mm. try to shore up weak spots. Let's just get nutty. Let's see if we can score 40 points a game. It won them the blasted Super Bowl last year. Let's see what happens. Like, you know, they they went out and got Watkins. Everyone was like, what are you, insane? Like, you already had a great offense. You're adding Mahomes. They're like, no, nah, dude. And then they added the Hardman. Everyone's like, what are you doing? Do it again. Get crazy. Trade up for rugs. That's what I want. If I were to pick one thing, it would be trading up for rugs. Seriously. I just don't know if this team can win a Super Bowl with Damian Williams as its running back. I just don't see it. <laughs> I don't know how they'll do it, <laughs> frankly. Hey, don't hate on Williams, okay? Playoff Williams is a running back god, all right? And, I mean, he is like, he gets nicked up a little during the season is all. That's it. 
If he was playoff Damian Williams all year, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I'm just waiting um, for Josh. I I don't know. I don't. I look. I've I I can only I can only swing at so many fastballs before eventually my shoulder starts hurting a little bit. I'm I'm laying off. I'm if I got if I strike out looking, I strike out looking. I think that's I think that's about it. Um. All right. So. Are we are we good? Did we cover? I wanted to re- refer at one point to Dane Brugger's draft guide up on the Athletic. Yes. If you are not a member of the Athletic, th- th- there's not a better. I mean, I think sometimes they give out like T-shirts and stuff. There's not a better perk than than getting Dane Brugger's draft guide. I, I just have his top 100 page up in a tab constantly, literally all the time. It's it's searchable, really easy to use. Um, this is this is the easiest thing to cross promote ever because it is exhaustive and it's certainly going to help us all on draft day because if it's in the first round and Brett Veach does a Breland Speaks thing or if it's in the third round and you go, wait a second, who's that guy? Dane probably knows. He probably wrote about him already. So that's a really, really excellent resource that I would uh, I would, I would, would happily point anyone to. Is there is there any stone we've left unturned at this point, though, guys? I just want to make it clear that the last time the Chiefs selected a player in the first round of the NFL draft, that player was Patrick Mahomes. And it's 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 wild to me that we are still in a time and era where that may be the case even on Thursday night when the Chiefs predictably yeah. trade out of the first round. Is there an, who's vacuuming? Is there a, are, would you would you give me a <laughs> would you give me a percentage on that Nate on that happening? Someone's vacuuming. It's my bad. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Are you vacuuming? I'm not vacuuming. Someone in my home is vacuuming. That makes more sense. I I think like the the odds of trading now, I I I really think it's like 50-50. I would feel like the board has to move a certain way, and I think a team, primarily the Indianapolis Colts, would want to move up because Jordan, like if you're Chris Ballard, and I know you're smart, and I know you look at that tape, Doc. I've seen you look at that tape in my own mental brain. Like, I've seen you look at that tape of a young man <laughs> playing out in Utah State who's got some arm talent, some improvisation, some creativity, some where is he throwing the football? And you were doing that three years ago. And if the Colts want to pull a little move that the Baltimore Ravens did a couple years ago, move up to 32, uh, go take Jordan Love. What what Brett Veach will be dangling to every general manager with the with a low 30, high 40 pick is don't you take Jordan Love because that's my that's that's the leverage I have. You want you want Jordan Love? You want Jordan Love? You can have Jordan Love. 32 can be had. Um, If the New England Patriots take Jordan Love, which, by the way, happened in my, you know, draft networks, my draft where I went, ooh. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick <laughs> coaching Jordan Love. I can see that. But I think for Brett Veach, a lot of it will come down to, is Jordan Love still on the board? You, who wants this quarterback? <laughs> and I would hope that Chris Ballard, based on being a part of the organization when they drafted Patrick Mahomes, would say, hey, maybe we do the same thing. We groom Jordan Love for a year, see Phillip Rivers throw a lot of 50-50 balls, and we'll get it really cracking in 2021. But I think the chances of the Chiefs staying at 32 are somewhat high because you have the fifth round of the fifth-year option, but I think teams will make the Chiefs move out of the first round if Jordan Love's available late Thursday night. 
Seth, you got anything? I'm giving you the last. I'm giving you the last voice on the issue. I think that they should definitely take it's gonna good be stupid. players. Yes, unbelievable. <laughs> Whatever energy Seth is embodying right now, I gotta say, I have been, I have been reading it the two one all day, all day. All this whole show has just been. All right, I asked Seth a real question. Stupid answer coming in three, two. You know what, Josh? <laughs> Stupid answer. That's good. Mm. All right. Well, thanks need- for listening to the to I, Times Ours. I thought you needed a quick answer because we, we got to wrap it up. We do. Thank you for listening to Times Ours. Subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else. Just look for Times Ours. We're doing the weekly episodes. They're free. We're also going to have a draft update uh, mini pod Thursday night, boys. Friday morning, one of those two. Uh, Friday morning. Um, Thursday night. We'll be recording Thursday night, hopefully, so that you can hear it Friday morning. There we go. And uh, with that, uh, this will be the last time we talk to you uh, with me being a man in fear of a taser. It's not happening, Seth. (laughs) Nate, uh, whatever you've got to wrap this up is all yours. Okay, I just want to know, with the 18th pick in the NFL draft, Roger Goodell says that insert team selects oh my god where did my coffee go oh no darling darling come come get a towel come get a towel oh god oh god oh god um let's can we go to commercial can we cut to commercial is the zoom still on i can't type